Thank you for joining us for another lesson from God's Word. The West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence is located at 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest, Huntsville, Alabama, 35806. Anytime you're in the Huntsville area, we hope you'll stop in and be part of our worship. Sunday morning worship is at 9 o'clock, with Bible class immediately following. Sunday evening worship is at 5. Midweek Bible study is held Wednesdays at 7. Scripture reading before a lesson this evening will be coming from 2 Timothy chapter 4, 6 through 8. 2 Timothy 4, verses 6 through 8. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. If you have your Bibles with you tonight, I would encourage you to be opening them to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, that will be our lesson text for this evening. A while back, I was talking to a good friend of mine, and specifically we were talking about in his life the differences in the way he reacted, the way he lived before he was a Christian in comparison to how he lived now as a Christian. And at the end of the discussion, the realization he came to is that majority of the things that separate the life of a Christian from the life of someone who's not is that a Christian lives a purposeful life. Now, if you're with me in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, where we're going to begin by reading verses 24 and following. 1 Corinthians 9, starting in verse 24. He says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run? But one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty, thus I fight. Not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Now, there are several points that Paul is getting across in this passage. A major one, I believe, is that he was showing the Corinthian brethren and us today that he lived a purposeful life. Verse 26, he says, I did not run uncertainly. Paul often used analogies like this talking about the Christian life. The passage Ethan read, he said, I, Paul speaking, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, talking about his life as a Christian. That's what he's doing here. He's saying, I did not, and I do not, live my life as someone that does not know how I'm going to react to situations. I live a life of purpose. I live a life of intent. Tonight, that's what we're going to be looking at. I'm going to give you five points, five things to consider from this passage and from the surrounding context that will help us to live a more purposeful life in Christ. Now, before I begin my lesson, I do want to say two things. Number one, this is not an exhaustive list. This is not everything that you have to do or should do to live a purposeful life in Christ. But these are some major things. And number two... Majority of these points you've probably heard before. 
Most of this is not going to be anything new to you. But it is good to have refreshers. With that being said, our first thing that will help us in living a more purposeful life in Christ is that we have to have a commitment to the gospel. Chapter 9 of 1 Corinthians, Paul begins with a discussion talking about how he did not receive, he did not take monetary support from the Corinthian brethren. And he goes on around verse 12 to explain why. He says, If others are partakers of this right over you, are not we even more? As an apostle and as a minister of Jesus Christ, Paul had the rights to get monetary support from those he was ministering to, just as any faithful minister of Christ does. But he says... We had that right, but he goes on to say, I, for, I chose to forego that right. He says, nevertheless, we have not used this right, but endure all things, lest we hinder the gospel of Christ. Paul had the right to get monetary support from the Corinthian brethren, but he chose not to. Why? He said, lest I hinder the gospel. For whatever specific reasons Paul had in mind for not getting support, monetary support from the brethren, we know in the general sense he did so so that he would not hinder the gospel of Christ. He would go on to say in verse 23, Now this I do for the gospel's sake, that I may be a partaker of it with you. Paul's life and the way he chose to go about his apostolic ministry was guided by the fact that he had a commitment to the gospel. Now, of course, we can flip that to us as Christians today. If we're going to live a truly purposeful life in Christ, we have to have a commitment to the gospel. And then number two, the second thing that will help us in living a more purposeful life in Christ is we have to have a desire to save souls. Now this one ties in to the first one. And well, I know as well as you do that Jesus Christ is the Savior. So it is He who saves, 1 John four fourteen. But the Bible also teaches that we as Christians have our part to play in saving souls. There are many passages that teach this, Mark 16, 15 and following, Matthew 28, 19 and 20, and other verses, other passages. Paul would go on to say, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase, talking about saving souls. Paul had a desire to do so. And now we see this desire in our text, dropping back to verse 19 of chapter 9. Paul says, For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win the more. And to the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without law, as without law, not being without law toward God, but under the law toward Christ, that I might win those who are without law. To the weak I became as weak, that I might win the weak, I became all things to all men. Why? That I might by all means save some. Paul said, look, I had the right to get monetary support from you, 
I chose not to. Why? Because I had a desire to save souls. I became a Jew to the Jew. I became a proselyte to the proselytes. I became a Gentile to the Gentiles. I became weak to the weak so that I might save some. Paul had a desire to save souls, and so he was going to do everything he could without sinning and without compromising the truth to be able to relate to those he was trying to teach. Paul's desire to save souls guided how he was going to live his life on how he was going to act. And that's the same way for us today as Christians. If we truly are going to have a desire for Christ and a desire to save souls or help save souls, we have to live our life in such a way where we can relate to those we're trying to teach. And so we see this desire in Paul. And then there's point number three that will help us in living a more purposeful life. You have to be aware of your influence and example. Now, you may not realize it, but there is someone watching you. As a Christian, there is someone watching what you do. Maybe it's a younger Christian seeing your example. Maybe it's an older Christian being encouraged by you. Or maybe it's not a Christian watching how you live, watching how you act and how you react to situations. People are watching us, and we have an influence. Paul discusses this influence in chapter 8. There's a discussion about meats offered to idols. And there were some Christians who were struggling with the idea that they could eat meat offered to idols. Paul said, look, an idol's nothing. Therefore, meat offered to an idol, it means nothing. But he said, if it causes your brother to stumble, don't do it. Paul was showing the influence we have on others and our example and how it matters. In chapter 10, he'll continue kind of the same kind of discussion about eating meats. See, there was Christians that were at one time Jews, and they were struggling with the idea that this Levitical law, that they could eat meat, these certain meats, they were struggling with this. And so Paul again was saying, there is nothing unclean, there is nothing impure But if it causes your brother to stumble, don't do it. Verse 30 of chapter 10, while Paul would say, Why is my evil called good if I give God thanks for the food that I eat? The idea that Paul was getting across is, there is nothing impure and there is nothing unclean as long as you eat it with thanks. And if I eat it with thanks, it's not impure. So why am I evil spoken of? Because there are people who are watching. There were people, and he realized his example and his influence on others mattered. And so that would affect how he would live his life. Now, of course, we can see the application for us today as well. We all have influence, whether we realize it or not. No matter how old or how young you are, there is probably someone watching you. And your influence and your example can affect them positively or negatively. And so we have to be careful and we have to be mindful of how we live our lives and how we use our example. And then lastly, in these first set of points, Paul shows us the fourth thing that will help us in living 
a more purposeful life in Christ. We have to have control of ourselves, of our minds, and of our body. You know, there's a lot to be said about this. Jesus would teach in Matthew 20 and verse 41, Indeed, the Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Jesus taught and showed us, and Paul will, that even though we're Christians, we're followers of Christ, we still have to keep control. We still have to have self-control. We have to have control of ourselves. Now to see this, we actually go back to the verses we started with. Verse 26. He says, therefore, of chapter 9. He says, therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I should become disqualified. When I was younger, I didn't really quite understand what Paul was trying to say Specifically in verse 27. 26 kind of confused me as well. 26, he discusses the fact that he lived a life of purpose. He was intentional in the way he reacted. In the things he said and at the things he did. It wasn't that he just followed whatever whim came to him and whatever he felt like doing on the spot. He lived a life of purpose. He had a reason for living and doing the things he did. And then in verse 27, he says, Because... I lived a life, and I live a life like this. I live a life of purpose. I discipline my body. Why? Lest I should become disqualified. Which shows us two things. Number one, you can become disqualified from the race. Paul would say the race, the end goal is that crown of righteousness. You can become disqualified from that race. But he also shows us that we have to keep control of ourselves We have to have self-control so that we do not become disqualified. We know James teaches that those desires that would help us to fall come from within. And when those desires have been given the opportunity to grow, they present sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings death. And so we know what happens if we do not keep control of ourselves we can become disqualified. There is a large importance to self-control, to this idea. Paul said, I live a life of purpose. I live a life teaching others, showing them the way, helping save souls. But I have to keep control of myself, my desires, because even if I've done all of that and I don't control myself, I will become disqualified. So there was a large importance to self-control. It means a lot. And so he gives us, from this passage alone and the context surrounding it, some four major things that will help us to live a more purposeful life in Christ. You have to be committed to the gospel. That means you're going to live your life in such a way that Jesus comes first and His Word, and His body. And because you've put Jesus first, because you've put His Word first, and because you realize what God has given you by grace, you're going to help save as many other people as possible. And that desire to help save souls, 
is going to affect how you use your name, your example, and your influence. That's something God blessed you with. That's something God blessed me with. And we have to keep watch of how we use it. Because we can use our influence to edify His people and encourage non-members and non-Christians to come to Him, or we can use it to tear down and divide His body and push away souls that are lost. And all that being said, while still trying to help reach others, we have to keep control of ourselves because we're not once saved, always saved. We have our part. It's a race. If I choose to stop or if I choose to get off, I get disqualified. And so we have to keep control of ourselves and we have to keep running. Ethan read 2 Timothy chapter 4, starting in verse 6, where Paul would go on to say, this is when he realizes soon he's about to be martyred for Christ, and he would go on to say, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering. The time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I've kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me at that day, but not to me only, but to all them that love is appearing. Why was Paul willing to live his life in such a way where it wasn't about him? He lived his life in such a way that it, he put away things that would maybe have helped him. That money from the Corinthian brethren would have helped him. That staying away from the Gentiles would have helped his name with the Jews. Why did he live his life in such a way that he was committed to the gospel, that he he had such a desire to save souls, that he watched how he used his influence. He was careful the setting he did things and what he did. And why did he he have self-control? Why does that matter? Because you can become disqualified. But he realized what he was running to. You see, Paul started, verse 26 of chapter 9, saying when you run a race, only one person wins. But not this race. This race, anyone that finishes gets the prize, the crown of life. Paul knew what he was running towards. He knew that purposeful life that he lived on earth would mean he spent eternity with his Savior. And because he knew that, he wanted to make sure he brought as many people with him as he possibly could. Now as I close tonight, I want to close with a question that I want you to answer for yourself. I want you to ask yourself, Am I truly living a purposeful life for Christ? If you're not a Christian and you realize that you have not even started what Paul would say is that race, and you want to start that tonight, you want to start running with certainty, you want to start living a life of purpose in Christ. Or maybe you're not a Christian, or you are a Christian rather. And upon seeing these things and in examining your own life and examining your heart, you realize that maybe I've not been living the kind of life, the kind of purposeful life in Christ I need to. And you need prayers from the church, prayers for encouragement, prayers for forgiveness. If you have any needs, please come while we stand and while we sing. We hope you have enjoyed this lesson from God's Word. If you would like to continue your study of New Testament Christianity, please send your name and address to World Bible School, West Huntsville Church of Christ, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest, Huntsville, Alabama, 35806. 
or if you prefer, send your name and address by email to wbs at westhuntsville.org.